Hey y'all, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm your host. And every other week we call my dad Toby. And we just have a real and raw and honest conversation about things that are going on in life, whether it's relationships, parenting, mental wellness. We talk about all of it. And we want to bring you along too, because you're not alone in your struggles. Lots of times these things aren't talked about and you might feel like you're the only one, but you're not. And so let's go ahead and do it. Let's call my dad. What's up, baby? Hello, father. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine and dandy. Good. Fine and dandy on this fine, whatever day it is. Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day. <laughs> this will release on a Wednesday, so let's just pretend. Okay. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been a long week. Uh, I am a tired dude. You are busy, busy, busy. All good though. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm excited to talk to you because I mean, I don't know about you, but I enjoy these conversations. So so do I. I know you look girl. forward to talking to me. <laughs> yes, I do. Every chance I get. <laughs> well, okay. Last weekend, uh, Grant and I went out of town and some of our friends, we split them up and they helped keep our kids, which let's just talk about how important the power of community is. We can, we could talk about that for a long time, but, um, Gideon, uh, my friend Bethann had to text me and say that Gideon was, uh, trying to kiss her daughter. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, is her daughter? Uh, six and Gideon's seven. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Gideon claims he just wanted to hug her, but you know. And what Bethann tell him? Truth, that we don't do that right now. And mm. that if she wants a hug, she, she has to give him his permission, him permission. <laughs> and so, so anyways, it begins. Yeah. So that got like she texted us about it and she's obviously one of our good friends so i trust her to have those conversations with our kids but grant and i were talking about how to handle it and um i was telling him it just brings up all these thoughts of being terrified of when they get older and i can't control what they're <laughs> i mean i can't control today either what he's doing but like um what happens if he does make a mistake you know and it re- and it reflects on us is what we, it feels like, but, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I've talked with a few friends recently about being about, um, situations where they have felt like disappointed in their child, or they have felt like, um, they did something wrong, which I know you and I hear this a lot whenever we're traveling and when you're speaking, but so I wanted to talk to you today about the feelings of, of disappointment when your kids are making choices that you don't want them to make. And I want to especially talk about older kids because I think I've, (laughs) I'm not there yet, but when they get older and they're being formed into adults and you're really having to let them make these choices and have the consequences, but at the same time, you want to help them. I can only imagine the like tug and pull of being, feeling both things. Do you recall a time when Ross and I were growing up that we were making poor choices, but, and what did you do? Oh, yes. I recall several times <laughs> that you guys were making poor choices, you know? You mean we weren't perfect? Uh, 
I don't think so. Maybe, <laughs> I'm maybe. Just joking. Maybe Ross. Uh, but yeah, I do. I remember you guys making poor choices, and I remember being disappointed because you are disappointed uh, mm-hmm. when your kids choose things that aren't the best for them or for those around them. I mean, that's called being human, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the question isn't, you know, what do you do if your kids make poor choices? The question is, what are you going to do when your child makes poor choices? Mm-hmm. They're going to. They're human beings, and they're going to make mistakes. And, you know, my my theory was always that I think the Bible is clear that the greatest shaper of your character is pain. That mm. That's what God uses. He uses pain. And, uh, and so when we allow our kids to feel the pain of some of their poor, poor, poor choices and don't rescue them from, from some of those consequences, I think it's one of the most God loving representations of how God treats us that's out there. And that's hard. That's the hard part for me is, you know, you love your kids. You don't want them, uh, to, to experience pain, but. Honestly, it's the only way they learn. And Mm -hmm. uh, you have to kind of swallow your feelings, as we like to say. You know, you have to feel your feelings, but they can't be the steering wheel of your life. You can't operate out of your disappointment. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, those are some initial thoughts I have. Mm -hmm. The hard part of it is. Go ahead. No, no, no. go ahead. Well, the hard part is is you do not want to build like a performance mentality in your child. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you always, and I tried to do this. I mean, I'm sure like most parents, I didn't get it right all the time, but I always try to separate what you did from who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always want to speak identity and life, even in the midst of choices that aren't acceptable. You know, it's like, Hey, Hey, Bailey, like you choosing to do that isn't okay. And here's going to be the consequences because you chose that. But I want you to know it doesn't make me love you any less or think uh, that you're, you know, you're not who God says that you are. However, whatever wording you would use to say that to your child, I think you always have to be really aware of it. Mm, Yeah. Did you ever worry about uh, uh, how other of your friends were um, perceiving us? No, I really didn't. That just wasn't my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, I, I'm, I'm in full-time local church ministry and you live in a glass house. And so I kind of mm-hmm. had a, us against the world in that thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. your mom struggled with that more than I did mm-hmm. uh, because people seem to take great pleasure in pointing out your child's shortcomings. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you're going to know a lot of other kids' shortcomings too. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to go wrestle a pig in the mud because all that's going to happen at the end is I'm going to smell like a pig and be muddy. And so there's mm-hmm. no reason to like get in a tit for tat with another parent mm-hmm. when those kind of things happen. It's just, you gotta, you gotta, you know, manage the orbit of your world and let everyone else take care of theirs. Yeah. One thing I hope to do is, I want to be a place where our kids want to tell us when they've made mistakes and not be scared to tell us, you know, and I don't think I, I don't really know how to cultivate that specific 
uh, relation, you know, like, I feel like we are a safe place, but at the same time, um, and I, it's like, how do you hold them accountable and give them expectations, but also be like, but it's okay to tell me, I'd rather you come to me first when you've made a mistake. Well, again, age appropriate, right? But part of it is even at the age of young kids, you want to, you want to, what we call, I like to call it, you want to create, cultivate a culture of vulnerability, which mm-hmm. means I want to be honest and open about my mistakes. I want to be quick to say I'm sorry to my kids. I want to be, I want my kids to see me apologizing to my wife. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want them, if there's this vulnerability, authenticity, you know, if I'm creating that culture, then that's going to be the first place they come. Mm-hmm. That's one side. The other side is, quite honestly, and there, I'm sure there's some who don't agree with this, but mm-hmm. it's like it kind of begins with, hey, man, if I hear it from you, like the 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 consequence is not going to be as large as if I hear it from somebody else. Like mm-hmm. it's better for you. Mm-hmm. And I think as kids are formed and as they're growing, there's a part of that that has to happen, right? Mm. There's a part of it that you, ha- it has to be, I'm I'm going to show you in a language you understand why you need to talk to me about it before you I hear about it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that was my dad's deal. My dad's deal was, hey man, if you get in trouble at school today, if the principal calls me before you tell me, which I did a lot, uh, it's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. And he, what he was trying to teach me was, hey, man, I need to be the first place you come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another thing, and this might not relate to everyone if, they list, if, if they're listening in there, not a believer, but I want to instill biblical values, you know, when we're, when we're teaching our kids things, but I don't want it to, I don't want God to feel like this rule hammer, you know, how you say you're always being scared of God coming down with the hammer on you when you make mistakes or whatever, you know? And I have found recently, like, especially Micah, he's five and he asks a lot of why questions, you know, and like why we don't do things. And, and I, I have a hard time because I don't want to be like, well, just because God says, this is how we have to do it. And then it feels like, I don't know. How do you, how, how did you, do you have any advice on that? Like, how to instill that we do these because these are principles that we want to follow from his word, but not make it like a strict, like a, like a rule book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So why do you want to follow God's principles? That'd be a question I ask you. Because I want to be in his will and I want to go to heaven. Well, that we'll have it off. Look at you. No, have a conversation right now. Well, I mean, what you're saying I also you, feel you have to pre- I also am sweating because yeah. I wasn't prepared for you, you to ask you me brought questions. This up, but you're basically saying, Hey, I want to perform well, so God will let me go to heaven, right. which is and not that's the gospel. something I struggle with in general right. that I have yeah. to talk to myself about. That's not the gospel, right? You don't, mm. you, you, one person performed. And because that one person performed, you will be in heaven. It's Jesus. Right. right. But the thing is, I mean, God, God's principles are not rules. God's principles are this is a better way to live your life. This is how I designed you to live. 
right? Like I designed mm. you to be generous. And when you're selfish, it's going to shrink your heart. It's that's mm. much different than well, because God says we're supposed to give. Right. It's not the same thing. I mean, you may mm. end up at the same place, but I don't, I'm not generous because God says you got to give. And if you don't give, I'm going to punish you. You I'm mm. generous because the one who created me says, look, the way I wired you up, your life is going to, you're going to, it's going to be more full, more rich. You're going to have more peace, more joy if you live an open-handed life. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what you, I think you cultivate in your kids is, Hey man, we have a father that loves us and wants what's best for us. Mm -hmm. And because he, he knows more than we do because he created us and mm -hmm. he created us in a way that this that this is what we're going to do. And this is not what we're not going to do, not because we're scared of him, but because we think he loves us so much that he's going, he, he shows us in his word, better ways to live than we might find in other places. And so when we mm -hmm. have to choose, we're going to choose his way. Mm -hmm. And, and you reiterate the point that man, we're not doing this to be good. Mm -hmm. we're, we're made good because of Jesus. We're doing mm -hmm. this because of, how much he loved us to give us Jesus, not so that we can get something that Jesus mm -hmm. already gave us. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. you know, and again, that's an atmosphere that you cultivate in your home with a five-year-old, mm -hmm. which is, you know, why can't we do this? Everybody else does that. Well, because we've decided to base our life upon what God says is the healthiest way for us to live. Mm -hmm. And we trust him. And because he's been so good to us in every other way, we're going to do what we can to li to live in a way that he says we were designed to live because we think he knows what's best for us. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Need to read that myself. And by the way, if you're if you're <laughs> listening to this and not watching oh, it, God. Bailey is sweaty. She's sweating <laughs> right now, which is very interesting to me. Uh, no, it's just funny because I still have to fight that in my mind. Like, I mean, it comes down to even with having my quiet time, you know, and spending time in the word. Like I struggle with, OK, I'm going to do this because I know like I'm supposed to versus because I that's just being honest, um, especially in the season that I'm in where it's um, loud all the time and not a lot of alone time, you know, and so um. I, I think, I think that's a constant thing that, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm wired as a performer. So it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to separate that. Cause I've always just wanted to do follow the rules and do what's told of me. And so to separate that from the relationship with God too, it takes an intentional effort of changing the way I think. Well, and I mean, look, this is like anybody who's listened to this conversation, step back for a minute. And this is <laughs> proof right? Mm -hmm. That I'm saying that what I tried to do was my best <laughs> to instill in you a non-performance mentality when it comes to God and why we follow his principles. And it's still hard for you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you, you didn't do something wrong. <laughs> that's my point. It's yeah. that's called, it's called life. And I'm yeah. only one voice that shapes you. Right. And because of how God uniquely creates us, we are more vulnerable to some things than others. You know, your mm -hmm. husband does not have a performance mentality. That's he's mm -hmm. a black and white guy. He mm -hmm. has other issues that or he's mm -hmm. vulnerable to that you're not. Well, that's true about your kids. And yeah, like we can't. We, I, I was teaching about this at Cross Timbers, my home church, and I was I took this big jar 
that had a spigot and I was filling it up talking about abundant life and about that, that the capacity of that jug, that jar represents the emotional energy we have, mm -hmm. you know, an abundant life is overflowing emotional energy. Mm -hmm. That's the end result of that, right? Is love, joy, peace, pay. all of those things come out of an, the abundance of an overflowing energy. And when you, you have to think about how you're spending your energy. And mm -hmm. if I'm spending my energy always concerned about what somebody else thinks, always concerned if I'm doing it right. That's energy I do not have to use, A, to pour into my kid, and B, it's sucking out the very energy that Jesus is trying to pour in to give me an overflowing life. And so, man, it, but I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying mm -hmm. it's a battle worth fighting. I fight mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's easy to talk about, you know, on a in a conversation with you, but... I think when you just recognize your tendencies mm -hmm. and you're very self-aware that that's the direction you go, you, it's just, a, it's just, man, life is a series of mid-course corrections, mm. self-corrections yeah. along the way. And I think we beat ourselves up for feeling a certain way instead of just recognizing that's how we're feeling and correcting back to center. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, just think I that's a better use of our energy. Yeah, you talk a lot about like lights on our dashboard. And I feel mm -hmm. like for me, in my personality, if I'm like what you said, overanalyzing what people have said to me or what they think, what I think they're thinking about me or whatever, that's usually like a little light that's like, hey, you're not you're you're not either connect, you know, spending intentional time to be filled up by what his words, you know, um, or you're not you're you're thinking too, you're putting too much clout into what humans are saying about you versus what God says about you. And so how do I replace those two and make sure, you know? So I think that I have learned like in it, it's like this obviously with our, you know, in our life, but I up have learned, down. yeah, up and down. Sorry. Some people aren't watching, but I have learned that to here's if I'm feeling one way, that's probably a, tr that's a, that's a warning sign. <laughs> I yeah, need to like and, analyze it. Right. And the older you get, the more it becomes it's not simply a recognition of the trigger or the reaction. Pick your word. Mm -hmm. For a guy who hates the word trigger, I sure have used it a lot lately. But uh, <laughs> it, you go beyond that to, okay, I'm holistically speaking, I'm a mind, I'm a body, I'm a spirit, right? I'm all mm -hmm. those three make who I am. And so we move beyond what am I doing to why am I doing what I'm doing? Like mm. for me, first two days of this week, I I was on an 8.30 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon Zoom call with 40 churches working. I'm mentoring some young pastors and we're working through some strategic stuff, which strategic stuff sucks the energy out of me. Uh, if it's relational, I'm, I'm in. If it's strategic, it's just a grind. And I did it for mm -hmm. two days. And the second day, we got through, and my head hurt. I was tired. I hadn't gotten a lot of rest. I had some people that uh, worked for me who had several requests that were coming in. And I was hungry. And your mom, there was a part of what she was making for dinner. I was doing part, she was doing part that didn't come out right. And I was angry. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything, but like I had anger coming up in me. I really wanted to say, really? <laughs> Which is dumb, but it was because I was tired. It was yeah. because instead of going, well, you're a pitiful person for being angry. If you were a better Christian, you wouldn't be angry. I just recognized that's what it was and did what for me is the most hard. It's difficult, but best thing I can do, which I just didn't say anything. Because mm-hmm. I recognize it wasn't about her. It was about me. Mm-hmm. So we go beyond like what we're doing to get down to where am I depleted in a place that's causing me to go there? That's a sim- very simple answer. But I think we have to be self-aware enough and mm-hmm. God aware enough of how we were created so that we can recognize that before we do damage to ourselves yeah. or to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think that that can apply to so many with us and with our kids, because a lot of times. For me, I know, at least I, I I realized later that they were acting a certain way because of an underlying issue that maybe I didn't take the time to figure out. And I'm trying to do a better job of that. <laughs> yeah. So. And sometimes you don't you can't do that. And it's OK. And. Mm-hmm. But you'll never be able to do that if you're not doing that for yourself. True. Yeah. You'll never be in a healthy enough spot to do it. And want an example to share with your kids, you know, like, hey, I yelled at you because I'm tired and I had a, a hard day. So I'm sorry, you know, like and doesn't excuse what I did. But just so you know, sometimes you might make mistakes because you're not taking care of yourself or you're, you know, you didn't get rest or whatever. <clears throat> so. Yeah, but one of the things that, like, your mom and I had some conflict about in raising you two was, especially when you were younger, it's, it, you know, the the answer to some way you guys were responding was, well, they're just tired. Yeah. And I would say, okay, so I want to teach these kids how to respond when you're tired, not let being tired be the excuse for what what's the behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there's a fine line there too. That's that's for another. Yeah. Let's do a whole episode, a whole <laughs> call, just about hey, talk about the five biggest conflicts you and mom had. Okay, us. let's do and, that. Uh, you might want to get mom on for some airtime, but uh, most of them, honestly, you know, a couple of them would surprise you probably, and uh, yeah. if, we'll see if I'll be that vulnerable to to talk about them on here. But uh, well, mom always says she doesn't remember. That you remember. Yes, yes she does. So, and, and I think sometimes that's true. And sometimes <laughs> she just would rather not remember. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, thanks for your wisdom today. It was, it's always lots of fun. I don't know if I have any, but uh, wisdom is just dumb tax, right? It's not intelligence. It's not smarts. Wisdom is, hey, I did that. That didn't go well. That hurt. Don't do that because I don't want you to hurt. That's all wisdom is. Yeah, but it, I think this is awesome that we get to have these conversations because a lot of people wish they could call their dad and they can't. So I'm thankful we get to, I have you to talk to, but also that other people can listen in and and have you as their, as their quote, dad to listen to. So thank you. I do too. And I think it's always important, man, like you understand because you're my kid. You'll always be my kid that I mean, I have a lot of passion about some of these things we talk about. 
and it's mostly born out of the mistakes I made. I sure don't think I know it all. I sure don't. I'm passionate about this truth because it took me too long to figure it out. And so if 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 I can help you figure it out before mm-hmm. I did, then then I'm doing my job as as your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot of fun for me. It is fun. I like it. Well, I would just say to if if I were to say one thing to moms mm-hmm. that are listening today, I would say this: conserve your energy for the right things. Mm-hmm. Recognize where you are burning energy, worrying about something you can't control, and ask God to help you focus your life in a place where you are expending energy that it gets leveraged for the good of your kids and the kingdom. Mm. That's be, good. That would be a great exercise. Yeah, I like that. Well, thanks, Dad. I love Thank you. you love you too, baby. Hope you all have a great day. You too. Love you. Love you. Dad, tell us what Gobi coaching is. You know, I spend so much of my time talking to large groups of people about these principles to connect your kids to God's power when they're battling for their mental wellness. But it's like an it's like an off the rack thing, right? I, I I don't know everybody's individual situation. And sorry, I've had so many connect with us, as you know, saying, hey man, could could I just talk to you for a little while about it? That Gobi coaching really has been a dream where we could personalize some of this teaching. And so not just give you the principle, but walk you through in a personal one-on-one way uh, how to implement some of these principles and how to adjust along the way when it's not going because we all know parenting is not an exact science Mm -hmm. and just for you to have some personal encouragement so it's a three-month program it's a paid program for three months where I'm only taking 10 and it's exciting it's fun to talk to mom and dads on a weekly basis one-on-one about the challenges they're facing, the feelings they're having, and uh, how they can make some progress in this area of helping their kids become everything God created them to be. So like a private podcast of their own, but not recorded. Yeah, yeah you can call it that. It's kind of like <laughs> you and me here, except for it's just between me and them. Yep. So where, what would, I'll put a link in the show notes, but what, where do they get plugged in outside of our social media accounts? For Gobi well, coaching. I mean, the link is the best place, but you can also go to beagobi.com and there's information there about Gobi Coaching. And you can find out all about the program. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dad. I think this is an op- awesome opportunity for people. So I'm Me excited. Too. Lots of fun. Thanks, B. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening to another episode of our Hey Dad podcast. Um, I just love our little community we've got here. Um, I've been trying to share at the end of every episode a table topic that you could talk about because that is one way that we could be intentional uh, with our families. And I've been trying to do this with my kids and my family. As you know, dinner time can be kind of crazy, but so give yourself some grace on this. But one of the topics or the questions that I'm going to ask my family this week that I encourage you to ask your family is, what do you like 
best about being in this family? I feel like that would be a great conversation starter. Um, another thing that you can ask is what is something you do that makes yourself proud? So I challenge you to ask your family those questions and just have some intentional conversations surrounding your dinner table. We love y'all. We're so happy that you're here. Please make sure you're connecting with us on our socials and also that you are sharing this podcast with a friend. And lastly, if you have any questions that you would like to ask dad, you can email me bailey at beagoby.com, B-E-A-G-O-B-Y.com. And you can submit your questions and I'll ask dad for you so that you can get your questions answered as well. Hope y'all are having a great week. We'll see you in two weeks.